A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levite Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, Favourite of the Levi's stable of... The big three. Yep. And I like to book appointments online. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it good booking appointments online? Because uh, I don't like leaving my house. <laughs> As you've been here today demonstrates. Uh, yeah. I, li- I live here. You don't, <laughs> you don't notice the smell. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, Will's probate conveyancing, loads of other stuff for your business and for you. Have a look at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball um, online booking system they can do remote appointments for you no matter where you are in the UK full details online um, Dan here with Michael who is resident um, mm-hmm. and Rob who isn't resident I just got here this morning yeah. yeah I wondered what that smell was do you know what I survive on mugs just eat these mugs all day long these Bielsa mugs this is two of them I think Rob's got one too uh, these t-shirts that hoodie they're all for sale go buy some stuff please <laughs> keep this shambles afloat for a little bit longer Exactly. Willy mugs. We've had a third reorder on those. Look at that. We have, yeah. I think we're down to about the last seven of those or something. Mm. So, madness. We good to oversell them this week. I tell you what, my <laughs> yeah. um, my entirely cheap but provided on the house coffee tastes great out of that. Good. Enjoy. Enjoy. No more Bamford mugs though. No. Until he can uh, book his ideas up. Okie dokie. This is propaganda then the show where we find out what's been said in the football world in the last seven days. We have to obviously pass it through a Leeds lens. Should we, should we get this one out of the way now with the mega mix? The Leeds United Misery Megamix. Is it Misery? Um, it's, or is there, some, is there some gritty realism in there? It's somewhere between Misery and Disinterest. Right. <laughs> Which I think I picked up from the match ball as well when I listened to you. You were a bit like, just the way it is now. Yeah, just want to get to the end of the season. <laughs> this the sweet spot, isn't it? That is, oh, okay, <laughs> another one gone. I mean, let's face it, everybody wants to just end the Man United Misery in this show. So let's get this one done and then we can move on to that fun and games, yeah? Yeah. I genuinely don't know what Leeds side's going to turn up every game. I'm just filled with false confidence. One decent performance, but still no goals. And then a terrible performance and no goals. The main thing being no goals. If it wasn't for Ben White today, I'd probably be taking a bath with my microwave. It's worrying without being kind of terminal. And what I mean by that is obviously Garcia is still fairly new, but it felt like a lot of the same issues we saw under Marsh, you know, all right in spells pretty crap in spells, but, you know, we even defended pretty well, I thought, at times, and then just concede the softest goal known to man. And it was the second free header we gave Fafana from a corner. We did it on about half an hour, and and then about half an hour later just were like, yeah, well, here's another one, mate. See if you can get this one. And he fucking did. I just think, you know, we, we could still be playing now on Sunday afternoon and we would not have scored I just, we look toothless and I'm worried. Someone please, please get rid of Harrison. 
the man is a waste of space. I can't remember seeing a lead side that is so efficient at losing games, whether it be one nil losses when they dominate, one nil losses when they are sort of in the game. I just absolutely have no hope that we'll survive this season. I don't blame the new manager. I absolutely blame Orter and his crew for the recruitment and then the appointment of Marsh. All my anger at the minute is just still on that Jesse Marsh substitution of Rodrigo in the Accrington game. I think there's no need to bring him on and, and he's the only one who can seem to score a goal for this club, so that could be the that could be the what what actually relegates us. Oh, and uh Jokaresh scored twice, had an assist, but yet we didn't want to sign him for some reason. Uh cheers Otter, you anchor. There you go then. I mean just thinking about the um the the demand to get rid of Jack Harrison. We are outside the transfer window now. And we did try it. Yeah, we well, are, some people did. We're outside the window. Only option then is to have him bumped off. If yeah, you, if you're trying to get rid of him, we're talking barrel of acid here, aren't we? Disappeared. Yeah, yeah. It, this this is an ice bath. It smells a bit funny. <laughs> Why are you feeling lightheaded? Just Don't worry about it. Just render him down. <laughs> he was bad though, wasn't he? Uh, yes. We have to address it. There, I know there are reasons you could point to, like pretty much selling into Leicester sort of on purpose kind of by accident depending on which bit of the ownership you refer to yeah I mean but, I, have to, I mean, I have to say you know if, if let's take it back to when you were at ITV Michael if yeah. your manager had called you in and said look we don't really want you here we're oh, thinking that would have been great though because I'd have been like redundancy <laughs> <laughs> no no we're selling you to the BBC oh that's probably an upgrade <laughs> <laughs> alright then we're selling you to Channel 5 Channel 5 oh yeah I don't yeah. want to go to Channel 5 let's say they're selling you to Channel 5 but then Channel 5, whatever reason, you know, it falls through at the last minute. You're forced to go back there. I mean, your head was not in it at ITV anyway. It was, it was well in it, I'm telling you. Some of the work, <laughs> some of the work there was tremendous. <laughs> What's your favourite piece of work that you did towards the end? The spreadsheets. Yeah. Some good spreadsheets. Yeah. Yeah, some of them were really added up well. Mm. He said it was in it. It was just down on the table asleep <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Just, so, uh, who can blame Jackie if he's not quite... I mean, he was always a little bit in his own head anyway, Jack Harrison. I mean, it is weird though, because you can almost see that it might knock a couple of percent off your effort or something, which you, I think would almost be understandable. But the fact you can't kick a ball anymore is weird. Mm. Like even a, even a ball that's not moving. I don't know if you've noticed them recently. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it would really help him out if we just got someone else to take a set piece. Because mm. people are just sick of it. Like we've we've seen him waste so many recently. And you do think, well, why is he still taking them? He's clearly not very good at it. Can't someone else do that? And people might actually be a bit less sick of Jack Harrison. He's kind of in that zone that, players get where people are just fed up with him now and mm. the more you see him hit a set piece out of play the more it is like just get him out of the team the, um, but we've seen with like Furpo and Rodrigo this season it doesn't actually take that much to get out of it mm. I mean you go back to earlier this season people wanted Jack Harrison in the England squad like that was actually a thing that was just Moscow <laughs> I don't know there was a lot there was a lot online of that but people couldn't believe it when that England squad was named so I don't know I get stick for defending Jack Harrison now but I think he's alright he's just playing not very well at the mm. minute mm. and there probably are quite obvious reasons for that and I think that's probably a hallmark of the level that we're at is that your players will blow hot and cold when you're not up at the top end of the Premier League if you're up at the top end of the Premier League it means you're consistent and when I say that I mean like from a playing point of view if you're playing for one of the Champions League sides it's because you're delivering 7s and 8s out of 10s every week whereas obviously by definition you're not delivering that if you're down at the other end of the table yeah I don't think you played well at the weekend but I don't think anyone really did I didn't think anyone was horrendous but I didn't think Mm. anyone was good the the one that made me I wanted to chuck my coffee cup at the telly when we were at the radio (laughs) when we were listening to it 
was when he broke down the left and it wasn't a corner. It was where he had to just whip it across and it could have done with being whipped at about head height and he just punted it mm. off into the mm. far distance. And I thought, Jack, what are you <laughs> doing, lad? You're better than this. Yeah. I think that's the frustration. I think I would have delivered that better than him. I mean, we are at that stage with some of the set pieces as well, aren't we? Where you think just occasionally over the over the front the man at the front post like it would be such a treat wouldn't it but it feels like we've been hitting the man at the front post for about 30 years now yeah Gary McAllister used to do it as well yeah Strachan was uh, mm. always good at it <laughs> alright so let's just well I think under else we, we advocated for getting rid of corners because we were so bad at him yeah well he, fo- he felt that set pieces were a form of cheating didn't he so. well it's vulgar isn't it mm. the set piece <laughs> so. uh, I mean some of the other the gripes uh, the stuff about recruitment Chelsea just spent, I mean, spent more than us. Defensively, we're still looking decent, that should be said. It was a weird game because I think under different circumstances, that exact Chelsea team and squad, you would look at that and say, being in a game and losing 1-0 there is actually all right. Like, it's a very, very talented and expensive squad, but they are also quite terrible at the moment. Mm. So it's hard to... Like, if Chelsea go on a real brilliant run now to the end of the season and scrape into Europe or something, you can look at this and go, oh, well, actually, we played all right. But it felt like it did feel like a missed opportunity because they, despite having a decent start, it felt like they pretty much ran out of ideas. Yeah, it was just the whole thing was just a bit underwhelming because we went into it thinking there's a chance here. And then I was chatting to a mate who was in the away end afterwards because I wanted to see like what the reaction was there because I think we've said before it's sometimes hard to get a gauge of it when you're in the studio. And he was saying it was just all a bit meh, like Mm. it wasn't terrible. Like you say, it did feel like a missed opportunity if just things had been slightly different. But that's that's again we keep saying it that's why we are where we are I mean if Melia's header had gone in it would have been the best oh. one of the best games ever <laughs> just for that one moment but yeah but the fact that that was about as close as we came probably doesn't speak particularly well of the performance does it we are asked by uh, Bay Area Brandon do we have faith in anyone not named Greenwood to deliver a set piece is a good question I like it how Jackie and Aronson will both stand next to it um, and then Jackie will kick it and it's useless which is the <laughs> That's the standard set piece model we have. It's like, I don't even know why they're both there. Mm. There's never any variance mm. in it. It was the same under Marsh. We did the same thing. Who else, which other Greenwoods would you like to have taken corners for us? Ignoring the obvious one who resides across the Pennines, who's been, should we say, in the news recently. Mm. Who, um, I can't think of any others. Just name a Greenwood. Is Ron Greenwood? Is that Ron England Greenwood. manager? Yeah. Ron Greenwood, yeah. Probably. Yeah, I've got a feeling he is. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> he passed away in 2006, sadly, yeah. Okay. Um, any other Greenwoods that you like? I mean, I've got the Wikipedia of famous Greenwoods open right now. Just give me one. Peter Greenwood. Oh, Peter Greenwood. You mean <laughs> uh, John, the, the Australian actor? Is that right? Is the one? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. He's a special effects technician, researcher, de- designer, voice actor, and media consultant. So we can superimpose a corner onto someone's head. <laughs> you pick a Greenwood, Rob. I'll t- uh, I'll tell you if they're any good at corners. Dave Greenwood. Oh, Dave. David Greenwood, born 1957, American basketball player, retired. Well, if he's a basketball player, we want him in the box, don't we, mm, really? It's true. Get in the mixer. Anyone else? Yeah, you're right. He he's out. six foot nine. Yeah. So, He'd be useful. Uh, so he would be useful on corners, yeah. Although 65 years old, um, basically pensionable age now. Mm, we had Russian Haley once. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely <laughs> Similar plan. True. Right. Is that in it related? Do we need to touch on anything else? Well, I think, actually, we'll, um, given, I think it was Ralph mentioned uh, his, his favourite, Jokeres. Yeah. Getting the goals instead when we should have signed him. Or Goitares if you're... Uh, if you're... Gio Gares, yeah. or whatever he called him. But yeah, he's just playing for Coventry and who were playing Huddersfield this week. Right. I mean, on that, I suppose the recruitment stuff, it didn't really work, did it, with Ruta up front? Not yet. But then we also, we didn't give him any service and he, he seemed to be playing a lot in our half. Mm. Grathy was talking in the 
presser that he's uh, more of a second striker and he did look very second strikery. Like there were a few bits where he got the ball and played other people in. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Victor's, getting on the end Victor's of, bought a project mm, again. In hasn't terms he? of getting on the end of chances and scoring goals, which is what we need, he wasn't going to do that. I enjoyed the step overs on the edge of his own box, which he seemed to keep doing. He seems to be trying to break in through like the from defence into the middle third whilst doing step overs, trying to go past three men, and he's like, "No, not, not there, not now. If we get caught now, there's quite a big problem." But yeah. anyway, I like the look of him, and he's um, evidently going to become a good player, isn't he? But uh, whether he's the thing we needed right now or mm. not is is questionable. But um, well done, Victor. Anyway, um, <laughs> on to Man United. Well, no, let's let's go to um, oh. let's go to Jokeres, his Coventry team, beating okay. Warnocks. Oh right, okay, Huddersfield. Um, are we starting there, are we? Because, oh, come on, people will just want the Man United. I know, but let's keep them waiting. Well, well, you, bit, well, Warnock's quick. We'll get past Warnock quickly. So this is, um, they lost 4-0 for the second game in a row, actually. Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's doing really well. Uh, yeah, yeah. He did come close to, to playing the hits in his post-match, because listen to it. He nearly says it in this first one, but he just can't quite get the words out. Um, you know, I couldn't fault the first half. I mean, I couldn't fault. <laughs> I thought we should have gone, gone in front at our, before half-time. He, he nearly... He checked himself, didn't he? he I did. can't fault the effort. They, they, they're they're great, great bunch of lads. Great bunch of lads. But you remember one of his famous things he said about a Leeds player? I do remember this. His, his chosen victim. He's inverted it. Oh. Blame Tom Lees. But I, I, I can't fault Tom Lees, really. I thought Tom Lees was outstanding. Oh, my God. So there you go. Are we, are we living in a parallel universe? It's just because he's older now, isn't it? Yeah. He's sort of earned his respect by yeah. sort of hanging around. The other thing I remember from Warnock at Leeds was that his version of events was often different from ours. Like he'd, well, the, we should have taken the lead in the first half. I, they shouldn't do a shit, apparently. All reports say they were firmly battered from start to finish, more or less. So this is a little a little mix-up of what Warnock was saying about the fans. You know, he likes... No, yeah, the, the fans, fans are great. They're great. Yeah, yeah. And then I found a little clip, uh, I've, I've realised I've not name-checked him here, a Huddersfield fan anyway on YouTube, his account of the game afterwards. Mm, okay. See if you can spot a difference. We've got to try and upset a few now. We've got to try and ruffle a few feathers. The fans are brilliant. They've been so far, you know, so much behind us. I've, uh, I've genuinely never came back from a game and 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 lacked this much optimism for the future. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The two sides. Light and shade, Michael. Light and shade. The two sides. That's what it's it? all about. Oh, the fans are great. Oh, oh, yeah. A lad I know is a Huddersfield Town fan. When they appointed Warnock, was like retweeting videos of him and pictures been oh, so emotional to be back I'm so excited he's thought oh you've been drawn into it mate it's not going to end well this. he does not give a toss yeah, about that club does he it's really yeah, admirable it's, to be it's honest it's 10 weeks work I said to Sharon and all that you know. I, I mean I will say to get, do Warnock a bit of justice the longer clip wasn't particularly blaming him he was just saying the whole thing's knackered why have you said that though that takes away from the he's the, part of that whole thing it. though. it's him but yeah I mean <laughs> Warnock's, Warnock's thing is he can come in and transform a team in no time and make him Make him defensively solid they and do all the basics. Be- they just need to believe. Whereas eight conceded in two. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of suggests it's not going well. I don't think hiring a manager is going, well, what do you expect me to do? There's nothing I can do with these. <laughs> it's not the best idea. Yeah. And where are they in the league? Let's have a look. I believe they're bottom. Uh, yeah. Quite adrift now, I think, because Cardiff have won a few games. They are indeed bottom. They are now seven points adrift of Cardiff, although they do have a game in hand on the Bluebirds. Well, on the plus side, at least we probably won't have to go there next season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's a small we're message. staying up Michael don't worry we're staying we up we might be we will we will stay up right on to the scum then let's do this because this is what everyone's waiting for we've made them wait long enough do you want to start on Webby and O'Neill if you like yeah. the answer, correct answer there was yeah I was like, <laughs> yeah yes yeah. I mean the beauty of this this game as a whole was that Man United are ticking along quite nicely this season yeah. there's, there's real yeah, hey they're back in the title fight 
the balance of power has shifted between Liverpool and Man United. That's all I was reading. Yes. Into it. So there's a lot of that stuff going on, which has made for a beautiful counterpoint here post-game because they were all so enthusiastic. So this is, I don't know where Webby is, this is just O'Neill and it's his son. Unless he just calls him son because he's younger, but I think he is his son. His son Kieran. So there's, I've got a clip of him pre-match. Yep. So we'll, should we hear that first? Yeah, and then we'll, should we discuss it in between <laughs> times? Yeah, it's pre-match. Well, yeah, you've got to suffer. You've got to sacrifice. You've got to put everything into it. It's Liverpool and we've not won there for seven years. Uh, but I am fully confident behind this team and listening to Eric Ten Hag, I can't see us losing. I can't even see us drawing. I'm actually thinking we're going to thrash him and thrashing him is 2-0. Jurgen Klopp, I listen to him and he has completely lost the plot. I don't think he's focused. I think he's trying to be too jovial, trying to pass away what's going on, the realities of what's going around Liverpool. And to me, Ten Hag is spot on uh, in his analysis of what's going on at Manchester United. And I don't think Jurgen Klopp knows what's going on. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I don't think he can deal with uh, the way Liverpool are playing, the pressures, all that. Uh, and I think United are in a fantastic place. And I've not been this confident for a long, long time, go to Anfield. I, and I say it again, and I can't help but say it. Mm. I think Manchester United, as a squad, have just bang on. They're just hitting form. Mm. They're all working for each other. And I go back to Ten Hag again. The mentality, compared to 12 months ago, is unbelievable. And I don't see that in Liverpool. I see Klopp completely <laughs> lost the plot. I don't think the Liverpool players are together. I think a lot of them are sulking and that's why I'm going for a 2-0 win. I just cannot see Man United collapsing at Anfield. <laughs> Narrator's voice. Oh, it's so nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look... This, and I know everyone I mean, this is the thing, you know, can pick over pre-game things, but it's particularly funny. The thing is, when we do our pre-game things, and it's like everything that we do, it's we're just having a bit of a laugh with it, aren't we? Just 7-0, though. We're just... <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we never proudly walk in here and go yeah they're terrible we're going to absolutely pump them or whatever and if we say that we are inevitably taking the piss because we know better than to, to say things like that but they did and in, interesting all, though, all credit to him for doing so interesting within that that he considered a thrashing to be 2-0 mm, yeah that's yeah. that's a consult football cliches thing isn't it I think that yeah you can't you can't have a thrashing for me a thrashing is at least four yeah, yeah, yeah. you need four yeah. Yeah, you need four or seven <laughs> yeah as beyond, an, beyond four, as, yeah. as an option, if, as long as the Liverpool can get their mentality right, which they haven't, mm. and they're too busy sulking, aren't they? The too Liverpool busy players. <laughs> they did look very sulky, those Liverpool players. Mm. And Jurgen Klopp don't know what's going on. The biggest disgrace I've ever, ever seen of a Manchester United performance in a second half. Bruno Fernandes, to me, right, was an absolute disgrace with his attitude. This is going to take a long, long time to get the taste out of my mouth, which is bitter. I feel as though like I'm just chewing straw. I just cannot I speak. Because I need something to laugh I, about. No, right, but I, I, I can't laugh. I'm embarrassed. I yeah. I'm embarrassed for every Manchester United fan who's got to put up with the abuse of every Scouser, every City fan, every Arsenal fan, and everyone on this planet. Because I am fuming, and I'm glad I'm not going out tonight. Right, because I'm not, I'm in a foul mood. I don't know how you are, but never mind. This has spoilt my weekend. I think this has spoilt my whole year. <laughs> was that a little growl? Then, there was a little growl. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that. Uh... Yellow. <laughs> it's great to see them all 
having this revelation about Bruno Fernandes being a complete and utter prick as well. Who could have seen that? Like, Who would have known? Before, they loved it when he was diving around trying to win penalties and stuff and trying to get people sent off. Now, absolutely fuming. You don't play like that against what Liverpool. What a dreadful twat he is. It's just, just Manchester United Football Club. You're the captain. He plays for himself, does Fernandes, doesn't he? Yeah, he's awful. Imagine, imagine a game in which 22 players are all playing like Bruno Fernandes. We're not far off it at times, I think. No, he's like he's a different level though. Like yeah. it's, it would be such a. Is that because he's got scum face though? He's got real scum face. So is Anthony. <laughs> so is uh, Ganacho as well. They've got a, they yeah. a good a good selection of scum and faces. McTominay. McTominay. And McTominay's got like an almost expressionless face though, hasn't he? I feel mm. like he's too. Um, he looks too. It's like a mannequin. Yeah, he's a bit too. <laughs> he's a bit painted on <laughs> to be able to tell. To be able to tell um, that he's a full scummer, but but yeah, the the prospect of. The game kicking off and just every single player falling to the floor without all physical contact would be quite something oh, to watch. Do you know what? It was worth it though just to see him try and tackle that Liverpool kid when he just given up and sulks to the bench. Oh, yeah, brilliant! Trying his best to kick him. The mask was really slipped there, Bruno. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, so that was so that was nice anyway. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you want to uh, stick with Scum Misery? I believe you found a bit of Bournemouth Misery. Yeah, I think it's just important to remember on a on a weekend that you know we've we've had difficulties because mm-hmm. we lost. It's never fun, is it? We've had season ticket renewals straight off the back of that defeat, which we'll talk. We'll do that in the weekly show, I think, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, rather than getting into it um, on this one, the other people are also sad at football and Bournemouth. This is the in stadium recording of. Bournemouth at Arsenal. It's called Back of the Net is the channel. And it's the guy who um, was accusing Leeds of, of setting off fireworks because we beat beaten Bournemouth and not because it was the 5th of November. I think that was just him being... I'm not sure it was. I'm not sure it was. His son had to sort of correct him, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no, his fireworks like that. And later on well, he was going, more fireworks. All right, def- well, definitely one of them was simple then because one of them either didn't get the joke or... Anyway, well, 
Um, so this is back of the net, and what you need to do is just listen carefully to this. So this is the, the sequence of play in which um, it's when Arsenal get the corner, and he, he's, he's pleading for full time to come because they've obviously just shipped the equaliser not too long before that. Arsenal have just had a chance, and then they get another chance in that 97th, 98th minute, whatever it was. So there's the pleading for full time, then you'll hear the corner come across, and there's the initial cheer as they think that the corner has been cleared and they've got away with it, and then the bad thing happens. She had recorded that and then put my, just put it put my phone away and never spoken of it. Throwing, yeah. yeah. throwing your phone in the river. <laughs> just delete that at a later point. Refuse to acknowledge the match. Where were you this afternoon? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they've had it a few times this year, haven't they, where they've thrown away leads? Mm. They're leads. a weird side, aren't they? Yeah. It really um, stunned me when at full time and the players went to the away end and the Bournemouth fans, because they're just lovely, were just clapping them. God, if that was a Leeds end <laughs> and that was like the third or fourth time we've done that this season. I think it would have been very different. Yeah, I watched a bit of them outside the stadium and they were mainly sort of saying, oh, I'm really disappointed, but so proud of the way we played and if we can play like that every game, all that sort of stuff that you say to convince yourself you're not going down, which we've done on many occasions. <laughs> if we can play like that every week. The fact that they've done this a few times this season does suggest they're going down. So even when they get in front and put themselves in a good position, they're just cattled onto it. They're worse than us, I think, in that regard. Yeah, they do seem to be. But, but, um, but now does not say, uh, seem like the right time to be making bold pro- proclamations about that. Are we going to um, are we going to say this is all due to Ben White's love for Leeds United that he scored that goal? Yes, it is all about us. I think, isn't it? I think he was he definitely scored that and thought yes, yeah, and that'll please Leeds. Eddie and Ketty was cheering from that stands, oh, wasn't he? Of course he was. Absolutely, of course he was. And. Uh, who else has played for Leeds and Arsenal? Um, they were doing it for Luke Ayling. John, John Lukic. Yeah. They did it for John Lukic. Yeah, he was there, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Probably. Almost certainly with his hair. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, let's do it then. Let's 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 climax as this show should uh, should definitely end, which is who's this that Michael? It has some sort of underscore in the name. That's bizarre. RNA underscore deck. That sounds very cool in space age, doesn't it? Does it did he has he arrived in a spaceship? I believe he's it's called Declan, probably. Right. Oh, he needs a decking. Which whichever way you want to say. Hey. hey. We've had him on before. I grew to sort of hate him through listening to these clips. I right. Say. I mean, I listen to Why? I listen to a lot more than, than you're going to hear here. I don't know. I started making loads of judgments on him based on um, <laughs> your own biases, based on my own biases and things yeah. I've got in my head. First of all, he's, he's obviously he's obviously not from Manchester, which annoyed me. Yeah. He sounds a bit. I think he's probably Nottingham or Derby. He's got to be a bit of that funny the Derby accent yeah, about yeah, yeah. him. He's probably, I was in my head, I'm thinking he's probably got some reason. He tells people he's a scum fan, like his uncle played for the youth team once or some bad, bullshit, li- bad life choices. Some bullshit like that. Yeah. And so, but actually, it's because he's supported him because they won some stuff once. I kind of made judgments that he's the sort of person who'd be in a pub and with a scum shirt, really loudly supporting him. Mm. And I'd hate that. I love this whole life you've been around. This <laughs> but then life. I did also think, but then the good thing actually about these live watch alongs that these people are doing is that it does keep him out of a pub. Yeah. So in some ways, it's good that he's, he's doing it. If you saw him in a pub, what would you do? I'd just leave him be. I'd just yeah. sit somewhere else. I'm not a violent man. But I just um... would, you, would you provoke somebody more violent than you to go over a word? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. God's not. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not 
You're Recru- I'm not recruiting someone I'll, to beat I'll him up. I'll do my sniping on the internet uh, from the safety of my exactly. keyboard. We'll just, we'll just laugh at him from uh, from back here. Yes. Anyway, so again, he was full of confidence pre-game, which was nice. So let's hear a little bit of that first. United are different. You're not now. United are back. That that two-one win at um, at Old Trafford against Liverpool was the kickstart of Manchester United season, and we haven't looked back since. So we won that game in terrible form when we were just getting used to Ten Hag, just getting used to the players. And now we are in unbelievable form. Ten Hag has worked miracles. We are in magical form and we are going to get the victory today. Liverpool have slightly improved, but we've known, you know, or I've heard everyone say, oh, big games, uh, form goes out the window in, in games like this. Well, it didn't go out the window um, for Liverpool versus Madrid, did it? Elliot Fabinho Henderson, what a midfield. You you buddy, that is absolutely terrible. That is absolutely terrible. And you love it. Sick, man. Uh Nunes, Gakpo, Salah. Yeah. So I mean, it's a they are pretty modded at the moment. Uh, especially that midfield. Games are winning and lost won won and lost in the midfield. We've got Casemiro, Frege, and Bruno. They've got Jordan Henderson, Fabinho, Elliot. Mm, I think uh, there's levels to this game. There's levels to this game. That's all I'm gonna say. And you are right. Um, yeah, I know what you mean about him being dislikable. And also, he seems to base a huge part of his personality on saying Frege. I think he's the clever <laughs> Is that doing, Fred? Which annoyed me. Just call him Fred, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Frege. 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 No, but you're right. He is, he is from, he is from there's hints of Derby. It's Derby or Nottingham or yeah. somewhere Midlandsy. Yeah. So, perhaps, uh, perhaps somebody with knowledge of the region will be able to say that's Long Eaton or something yeah. <laughs> where he lives that Manchester United hotbed wherever it is yes yeah, um, same place as Goldbridge possibly well that's probably the, the high point for him then in terms of the weekend's output well no no he was the next clip here this oh. is them they're a goal down still full of confidence but he's still full of confidence and he's, he's actually more confident if anything this is Manchester United you've just done the worst thing possible you realise that you've you've scored the first goal against United that's the worst thing you can possibly do Never score against United first. We always come back. Yeah, exactly. Frege turns into an absolute beast. And even even more so today because it's his birthday as well. Unbelievable stuff. This clown doesn't mean any of this, does it? <laughs> I've just realised this is what the whole, the whole internet currency is built on. Saying something polarising and outrageous. Just so, you, so you're either proved right and you can dick swing or you get egg on your face, one of the two. Mm, I think he's... It's just annoying. I think Frege, he's, go away. He's, a, he's got built, definitely built up a love of Frege. Um, Mainly because he can see. Is that how you're supposed to pronounce Fred? I don't know. The the Brazilian Portuguese pronunciation is a bit weird. Yeah. I know I listened to a world football phone in years ago, Tim Vickery saying they said Woodgate, Woojigage was how they said it. (laughs) All right. Which is quite interesting. But, you know, I'm not going to start calling him that, though. No. It's like, um, you know, we've been linked with Marcelo Gallardo, as you would say it, in an anglicized Mm. version, but it's Gichardo, isn't it? Because that's how, in, I think it's Buenos Aires, he's from. Apologies if I'm wrong there. That's how they specifically pronounce the double L, which is ya in Spanish, isn't it? Mm. Gallardo. But over there, that regional dialect is sh. So I don't know. <laughs> just, <laughs> We're happy to just stay ignorant, aren't we? Yeah. It's easier that way. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the truth like, is, I prefer to get it right, but I don't want him getting it right. The, yeah, the truth is, I'd completely let him away with this. Right. Normal circumstances. But, but it's all the other stuff. All right. Nottingham scum face. So, <laughs> so not. Anyway. Uh, so, so anyway, so the next clip, this covers. I had to kind of trip, join some of these up. So this this clip covers... Oh, is, is this another mega mix? We're treating us. 2-0 to 5-0 yep. is this one. 
And I'm beginning to think by the end of this, he might have lost confidence in, confidence in the, the new United. Yeah, you know, done, you've done the worst thing possible going three or four nil up. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, he's, he's, he's not saying that as anymore. Has he, he ditched that? Yeah. Now Fabinho. Oh my God, no, this is dangerous. Sadler pulls it back. Now Elliot, ball across. Oh my God, it's bloody, had to be him. Bloody hell, what kind of a start is that to the half? We needed to start like that. Now, look at this. We're so open now, man. Trying and desperate to get back in it. Oh, bloody hell. No, no, no. Dinky winky. Bloody hell. We're so open, man. Is that the Teletubbies he's on about? <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. I think it's like refers to like little passes or something. Dinky winkies. Dinky okay. winkies. Let's, let's carry on. We're, we're making their flops look good. I mean, look at that. We, we, we look like almost scoring ourselves and then literally just on the break. And look at this on the counter. Bloody hell. Who were playing? Bloody counter-attack FC. Like, bloody... Oh, my God. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> now they're getting the bloody lucky bounces as well. 4-0, man. Luke's... Oh, my... I can't believe it. How lucky is that? How lucky is that? McTominay gets the block. Oh, my God. Literally, McTominay blocks it. It falls straight back to the man that passed it. So it's, it's a terrible pass. It flicks off McTominay's hip and falls straight to Salah. Like, literally every single little bounce, everything went Liverpool's way there. I don't get it. Oh, my God! Oh, my God. What am I watching, man? What am I watching? Well, my scoreboard doesn't go any higher than 5-0. So if, if they score another, I'll just end the stream. Absolute shit. We're like statues in the box, man. We're like statues. What is going on? They've got about, we've got our entire defence back. They've got like one person in the box. They've, well, in fact, no, they've got lots of people in the box. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. So that's how he's getting on. Good. Counter-attack FC. Oh. It doesn't count, does it, if no, it's counter-attack? It was really annoyed about, about yeah. scoring counter-attack. And I was like, oh, you just, yeah, you, what, you just like... Catching is on the break, are you? Yeah, anyone can do that, apart from us. It's fine. Pathetic. Um, Stupid way to play. I'm excited to see him cut off the stream now as well, particularly because his scoreboard doesn't go any higher than 5-0. Because, you know, spoiler alert, it, it's going to go more than 5. Yeah, and you're going to hear um going 6-0 here, which is Salah's second goal, and he turns into a 13-year-old boy who's, um, who's been kicked off his Xbox because his mum's found his internet history, <laughs> and, he's, and he's not allowed on any devices for a while. What have you been looking at? <laughs> oh, it's not fair! <laughs> <laughs> That's right for me. We're gonna we're gonna play Call of Duty and you guys are young. <laughs> oh my god! What is going on? Why is every single bounce going to them? Everything is like bloody pinball. Literally, this rigged. It's like it's bloody DDA on FIFA. I don't get it. Everything is pinball, and it just falls to Salah. I don't get it. What is going on? Every every single thing is falling to them. I don't get it. What is going on? Honestly, there's sort of a hint of laughter in there, but you can. It sort of evolved into you know when you when you're young. It's so bad. And you and you vow that when you get older you won't hate young people. It's a lie. <laughs> he, ain't even, he, ain't even, he ain't even that young. No. I think he's about twenty five. About forty two. He's he's old enough to know better. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, we've got a journey now. Take us on this journey. What's he? Um, where's he going? Well, this is when it looked like Salah's goal might be ruled out for offside. Hmm. It was, was this the goal that broke the record for Salah as well? It was most Premier League goals or something, wasn't it? 
he, he managed to get yeah, yeah it, it was like a, one of them daft records that pretends football didn't exist before the Premier League because other people have scored more but anyway aside from that he was kind of pleased that VAR were looking at it Yeah, it was going to be offside Salah took his shirt off ha 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 but then by the end of him talking about it they, they put a seventh in good it's offside uh, imagine taking your shirt off and you're offside what an absolute bell unlucky lad taking your shirt off and you're offside behave yourself Taking your shirt off, getting a yellow card, and you're offside. At least that's brightened up the day a, a bloody a, a smidge. Instead of being 100% a shite day. Sorry? What? That's not offside. What? What? It's offside, is it not? How is it not offside? It just showed you the camera angle and it's offside. How is it not offside? Why, why is it 6-0? I've literally just watched it. I've watched it and it's offside. What is going on? His foot is offside. Why why is it not why is that not offside? I've literally just it's this is horrendous. It, I, I don't understand. Even if it's I, I reckon I, if you put me at centre back, I don't think there would be any different. Oh no, don't you dare. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! The bloody's a charity match now! It's a bloody charity match! They're bloody lining up! Get the kids on! Get the under 13s on! Get, get them a goal! It's embarrassing. Mum, the lining up. <laughs> lining. <laughs> Can you see why I hated him now? Yeah. I really like the, it's offside, is it not? Is it's it not? very formal. All of a sudden. I, I have to admit that when I, when I first saw the replay of Salah's toe being slightly ahead of the defender, I thought, oh, they're probably going to rule that out. And if that had been against us and they'd given it, I'd have been furious. Because it was that, I was like, yeah, wave it through. <laughs> Tomorrow at this point, either, it's it? funny, and and you know, like there's somebody sat in the VAR room just going, ah, do you know what? We're not going to deny him the goal here. I just let should it we draw the lines or not bother? It was nah. like at the end when they added on, they had on like two or three minutes at the end, which should obviously be more because there were loads of breaks. Yeah, like eighteen subs or whatever. But it's one of those ones where a ref just goes, ah, it's fucking done. Yeah, <laughs> a mercy killing. Let's yeah. just turn it off. Yeah. So um, we're now into injury time, and he's gone. He's re- regressed even further. All right. Where he, he's his voice has somehow got higher still. Is he like Benjamin Button? This kid. Uh, well, I don't know. He's part, he's part child, part old lady right. in, the, in this final clip as he's getting more and more annoyed. What are we doing? What are we doing at the back? Why are we not marking any player? Why are we allergic to marking anyone? Literally, the po- he doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> Why are we still committing? Why are we still overcommitting? Uh, oh, 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 slippers. The marking, darling. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> sweetheart. Oh, well, that's good fun, isn't it, there? So that was a bit of him. Um, it was the other nice thing watching it, which you, you, you couldn't really turn it into clips, but he kept getting to kick opposition fans out of his chat because people, <laughs> people were just coming in to mock him. That's, it's the, that's the internet equivalent of taking your ball home, isn't it? But it's my football, I'm going he's, home. He's getting home. Oh, you've even got uh, something about hating Man United in your YouTube username. That's, that's pathetic. Yeah, I'm, ki- I'm kicking you out, though. <laughs> I was oh, going to say. got Arsenal fans in here now. Why are you watching this? Just go, leave me alone. I was going to say, we were laughing the other day about the privilege of just muting people in our YouTube channel. I just, yeah, you can go We didn't away. do it while live crying, though, did we? No, this is true. This is true. And why we should, why we'll never, and why we should never. Well, that was fun. Thank you for that. It's a bit more in uh, propaganda extra as well. Oh, some more crying scum. Yes, Side TV is to come in, uh, in, in another mega mix, actually. In, oh. in propaganda extra. You're too good to us, Michael. Well, we'll see you over on that if you're a TSP Plus member. Uh, extra ball subscriber, you will find that in your feed in due course. Um, well, thank you, thank you for your work, thank you for sitting. Why, why are we 
I doing it? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sitting through that so we didn't have to sit through all of it. And thank you for not um, reacting to the Chelsea defeat like that. I did watch the match ball when you were almost entirely composed. I mean, we were saying sometimes you just got to write it off and get, off, get on with your weekend, otherwise you do end up like that. That's always the danger. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com.